you like Canadian music? Do you like rock and roll? Do you like Celtic rock? Do you like fun? Then get ready for all of this and more, eh? Welcome again to These Amazing Places podcast. Feels like I've just said this again. <laughs> over and over, over and over. Uh, this is show number 64 for the week of July 13th, 2009. This is Adam here with Doug. And yes, we are recording early because I am right now, right now, I'm in the parks and I am enjoying myself. He's screaming so that you can hear him <laughs> into the mic right now. So yeah, anyway, here's the contact information if you want to follow me. Go 64. One six four one seven one five thirty nine hundred extension five three zero five six. That's the voicemail. In case I didn't say, in <laughs> case you just think I'm randomly throwing out any kind of ridiculous number. Um, let's see here. Catch us on podcasts at theseamazingplaces.com. That's uh, or at email. Uh, email. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> You'd think I'd be able to say this by now. Really? Uh, okay. Anyway, catch us on Twitter. Catch us on Flickr and all of our beautiful pictures. None of them, well, very few of them containing us, I think, at this point. So, um, anyway, uh, as we said before, this this would probably be about the time to start catching uh, Adam in the parks on Twitter. Definitely. And harassing him, please, everybody. <laughs> you anyway. can. You don't have to join Twitter if you don't want. You can actually just go to our website, and it's the updates yeah, show up. So, and plus, Twitter is just a web page anyway. You can watch my updates from there. You don't have to join if you want to watch. But, but now if he sets back TwitPics and stuff, that, that'll be cool. Yeah. Kind of well, you can click on the link and it goes right to another web page. Right. Very easy. So. Yeah. So that's, uh, anyway, hey, that's uh, that's kind of what uh, what's going on right now. Right now. As so, we speak. Yeah. Uh, but we are in the studio now, and so we have to record so that you have something entertaining to listen to if you don't want to follow me in the parks. Uh, this week, we are going to feature another band we've mentioned, Off Kilter. They're from Canada. Well, not from... Well, I guess they, they are, are from They are Canada. in Canada, but they sound... Well, they're wearing, they're wearing kilts. Yeah. <laughs> so... But anyway... Uh, anyway. Uh, we'll works. play some audio from them and hear a little bit about yeah, them from good. Doug, because he was there and I saw a little bit of them before. But also, something that we wanted to talk about, it's actually out on normal stores, the... But they have the Walt Disney Treasures collection out. Uh, it's various, uh, you know, you can get Mickey Mouse and classic car- cartoons from him, Donald, and a bunch of different things. But they have some unique ones, like the one I bought, which is the Tomorrowland series, and it features some old from 1955, 57 uh, science fiction things that Disney put together at the time. But more it's importantly, really cool stuff. Yeah, really cool. More stuff. importantly, uh, it's got Walt's vision for Epcot, and this was back when Walt was alive. And we're going to talk about that. So, uh, yeah, sit back, enjoy the show, say hi to us on the contact information, and and I hope you are enjoying your time as right now I am in the parks and having fun. So let's begin with Walt's vision of Epcot, and it really it's only about a. 27 minute clip that comes on the DVD of the wow, Walt Disney and it Treasures, feels like a lot more because I just watched it yeah and it felt like uh, and that, not that it felt drug out or anything like mm-hmm. I'm just saying that he he puts so much information into this and when you hear it what his vision was for it 
you can catch pieces of what actually is there now uh, that they still kind of used, but they changed it around some. But you can still see a little bit of his vision. Mm-hmm. Um, a very small part. Right. They, they kind of still they kind of squeezed in his vision and made it work more in a uh, theme park sort of way instead of a city and a different place to live, which is what he had envisioned. Before I forget, too, I really have to say, when you watch this, everybody, and Adam told me this, and they say it even in, within the video, this was two months before he died. Right. And so, wow, what clarity and what well, strength and stuff he showed. Exactly. His enthusiasm this. toward what he was building uh, was just amazing. And just to think that two year, two months later, he passed away. It's like, holy cow, like, don't even tell it. Can't even. No, you can't tell He didn't me. skip a beat. He didn't no. do anything. It was, it was very amazing. clear. So. Yeah, I mean, I'm not that clear on a good day. <laughs> so, I mean, I just think that he believed in this so much. And I think he had really gotten to the point where financially he was making it. And he also, we'll get into this more. But Walt Disney always talked about that he was broke. Yeah. No matter how much money he made, mm-hmm. he always talked about he was broke. And but you know what? It was it was seemed like that he was broke but he was rich beyond belief because he was getting to create the things that he had, his visions. Right. And I really think that what kept him head his head held high as he did this was literally he, he knew the money and the backing was there behind them and that this could probably happen. Yeah. And really, I mean it's an incredible, incredible vision. And Disney World represents that. And time and time again, we talk about it when you go visit the Walt stream, uh, Walt One Man's Dream over in uh, Disney's Hollywood Studios. And there's various things throughout parks you can catch. But this is just another tool that we wanted to talk about. One, because it's Walt's vision, but also it's an interesting fact of what Epcot was supposed to be. And now today it's completely, almost completely different. But anyway, all right. So Doug has a list that he wrote down some notes. I've seen the video multiple times because I own it. Um, I think... I don't know. One of the things that is the real core difference between what we have today as a theme park and what Walt envisioned was that Epcot was a true living place where people lived. And I think they, they actually... They lived, they worked, mm-hmm. they functioned. I mean, it was a, it was a city. Yep. I and, mean... And the, the jobs that were provided for them within the city, uh, on top of the city, the recreation was provided for on them. They were very close to the actual theme park, which would have been the Magic Kingdom. But... Which when, it is I mean, now. when we talk about living cities nowadays, they see it. People would describe that more like New York. It's alive. It's vibrant. This is not what he meant. By no. living there, mm-hmm. it was always changing. It was always evolving. Uh, you had companies maybe that were coming in and out. Those companies met a purpose of the city. And basically what they were to do, there to do many times was to uh, better like communication, better transportation, uh, make things. They were, they were leaders within their communities. They were mm-hmm. leaders within their whatever their business happened to be. Uh, and so that's what I liked, first of all, about what he was doing with the city. It wasn't just, uh, it wasn't the bottom line, and we'll get into that more. It just seemed to be, he really wanted uh, futuristic thinkers, people who were pushing that envelope mm-hmm. all the time. And it really was meant to be a family atmosphere. That he mentioned schools and churches and different things around for the kids to play in, but also the churches and or not the churches, but the schools would be there and available for uh, the kids to learn, so that when they got grew up and were old enough to work in a job, they could work in these new technologies, and they would have the expertise and training that they got through school to continue on 
uh, working in the same community. But uh, his main design, I, they do show a lot of physical design in there in the park. And, and that's the one thing I wanted to mention that. also. They built mm. it around a circle hub, uh, not like Epcot is today, but where the central hub is the city and then the outer lying areas is a more uh, residential areas. And uh, through the middle there is... The, basically, it's transportation hub where everything centralizes and focuses, and we can talk more about that. Well, okay, I'm gonna, gonna go down this list. Go ahead bit. and go down your he list. He talks about That's building fine. an airport of the future. He doesn't really go into that a lot, but I know at one point Disneyland, I mean Disney World, had its own airport. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It was small, and they tested some things there. Okay, but Walt well, was already gone at that point, so right. I, but he never elaborated on that. So maybe they, they hadn't done a lot of thinking yet on that. He said that all areas. Uh, would be tied together by high-speed rail, which was the monorail. And if you look, Epcot and Magic Kingdom are tied together by monorail. Just like he wanted. Right, mm -hmm. just like he wanted. Uh, it's just that Epcot was a little different. Uh, he wanted it to be a showcase to the world of ingenuity and invention. And that's what I was talking about, basically. He wanted people. He wanted, sorry, he wanted people, and he wanted uh, uh, businesses that were looking to always push that envelope. Yeah. Not just run, hey, you know, let's make our shareholders happy and let's let's meet that bottom line all right. the time. But let's make them happy by kind of doing what Disney does. And that's always kind of pushing things out there, trying things that may milk your bank account, may, I mean, milk you dry, but gives people in the end what they want. And then you end up with 10, 10 times what you had if you would have just kept your money in the bank. Yeah. Well, plus it's beneficial for them to test it on somebody. And if it works, great. If right. it doesn't work, you're not out of money. You can right. still redo, rethink it. Right. And that's what this you purpose still have was. Assets. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. He talked about public need, uh, which is once again, he was trying to meet the public need of transportation and stuff. He, he could see, he lived in California. He could see that there is, and I still say Traffic this today, there is no way that we'll ever build enough roads and highways and stuff to, first of all, that we can afford to maintain. Right. And we're finding that out now. Uh, second of all, that we can, uh, that, that'll hold all the people and still keep traffic flowing. So we end up with people sitting in traffic jams. It's a nightmare. Right. And this was what he meant by public need. He wanted to take the ideas that were being designed in Epcot, take them and put them into communities around the United States uh, and around the world. Yeah, well, it was much more than transportation, too. Even to the point, I remember this because I've seen it so many times, they distinctively talk about having the transportation be separate from where the residential people walked because right. I'm most certain that he probably ran into a lot of kids that got hit by cars in the street or whatever, and so he purposely meant for that to be separate so that whenever you walked in the central hub, you didn't have to worry about any car running you over. Monorails are above you going all the directions. They're transporting people, but you never had to worry about any of that stuff. And it right. kept well, things I mean, safer. He, he and described he, in there. Okay. Uh, let me jump and around. I was this. just going to say he geared towards kids. That's what Disneyland was. That's right. what he built it for. His kids grew up going to amusement parks. He said, well, I'm going to build an amusement park that's better than these. And it once again, Epcot was another design for the kids and the family of what he wanted to do. Well, and so. he wasn't like so radical that he was saying we're going to get rid of all cars and stuff like that. But oh, what yeah. he was doing, all the traffic was basically, uh, there were, it was on three levels underneath of the city. Exactly. Which, if you build the city correctly... You build the levels first, so then you're not tunneling under there later, which you know they're trying to do with the big dig mm -hmm. in Massachusetts. That's where it costs so much money when you decide, oh, we're going to tunnel into that now. Yep. Where if you're building things correctly, you do the dig, 
and then you build on top of that, which they kind of did with the Utilidors and stuff, I think, within Disney World, yep. right? Yep. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Uh, he was also doing what we've kind of discussed before. He used high-speed rail, and then he broke out the slower things from there, which would be the People Mover or the TTA. Mm-hmm. That was kind of uh, his plan for you, that. You know, let's break off onto that just a second. I think one of the distinct differences was, yes, the monorail is a transportation system now in Disney World, but the People Mover, which is the same thing as the TTA, kind of, it wasn't supposed to be a ride. It was just... Another extension of the veins of the of the transportation okay, system. So let's see it this so, way. So so you have arteries in the body mm-hmm. that carry large amounts of blood, and then it breaks down into capillaries and basically the smaller veins in the body. Well, body, and that's that's kind of how he looked at it, though. Mm-hmm. You don't need huge trains to be carrying small amounts of people into every neighborhood. Exactly. But huge trains can come into huge stations where then people can break out and go in their own direction. Yep. And then that's where they got onto the people movers, which carried small amounts of people, maybe four to six people at a time in each car. Yep. You were off and running then at that and, point. And this video uh, talks back to how they had it in Disneyland at the time, which was the people mover ride around there, which the TTA is based off of. Of course, it's not there in Disneyland now. But it at least gave you an idea in the video what he had in mind. And he talked about, instead of basically Spaceship Earth, which they ended up going with when it really went more in the direction of a theme park, there was a Cosmo Hotel Uh in the transportation hub that we talked about that the monorail would pull into. The main station was underneath of that hotel, so it didn't even take up space on top of the ground. Exactly. And so everything happened. That was like the central central hub of everything that went on was this hotel, was this building. Mm And everybody dispersed then from there and went in whatever directions. You know, I'm going to say this. What's pretty cool, too, if you go to Disney World and you ride the TTA, of course, it's down right now. But uh, when it is comes back up, there is a model, and they talk about it. That model is actually the same model right. that they built and that Walt had in mind. And um, so if you so, see this video, the model makes a lot more sense because I've seen, yeah, I've exactly. seen the model a hundred times, and it didn't make – it looked okay, but I never realized how, how far mm-hmm. he had gone along pl- yeah. with planning this thing. I thought, okay, somebody made a model city and they put it in there, and that's kind of cool. But, but when you see him actually uh, talking mm-hmm. about the model that you're looking at there, it kind of brings it to life. Yeah. So anyway, well, is there anything else you want to kind of recap on? I, I don't. I mean, we could probably talk for this for another yeah. hour, but well, you know uh, what? I just want to because he always talked about going back to industry and getting them, and this is what Walt always did. He always oh, yeah. found he always found the big players uh, like ABC. He always found them and got them to support. The vision. So his money mm-hmm. wasn't being put at stake, not because he wanted to hold his money, but he could leverage his money then and use it in other places to fill in the gaps that of what the industry couldn't do at the time. Mm-hmm. He was like that final push. His his financing was that final push that they needed sometime uh, to be able to get the job done. Mm-hmm. And so hence what he did with Disneyland when he built it. I mean, he had many sponsors, but it was his money that gave the final oomph that made it happen. Right. Um, and it, it only made sense to collaborate and put your resources together to form something great. That was completely Walt's idea, and I think that's what happened. Well, so. and he, you know, I mean, we talk so much about uh, um, green now and that whole movement. Yeah. I, I don't go after it because of g- global warming or anything like that. I go after it through dreaming and interest. Let's try something new. And so when I look at this, if it truly isn't the bottom line, and if it truly is the caring of industry that they want to go in a cleaner direction. Why wouldn't they get behind something like this even now? Oh, yeah. If Disney wanted to do it. Disney's huge now. They would have the assets behind them to definitely give that major push behind it. But why wouldn't all the rest of them want to get on board and give yeah. this a shot? 
And I mean, I'm the sure. guy talked about there's no motorized vehicles. They still everything runs off maglev and yeah. stuff like that. The motorized vehicles are deep underneath the city. Mm-hmm. They're not going to do. You're not going to be moving large amounts of stuff other than freight and things and people coming in from airports and stuff like that into this area. Yep. So why wouldn't you well, at least want to give it a shot? In his diagram, they rode the monorail right. from the airport, right. so they didn't even need to. So you don't even drive need in, the car. But, That's right. Um, but I was going to say, I think there was even maybe an advertisement. Disney had said at one point they were green way before it was even popular right. to be green, and that was way from the beginning. And they still to this they day did, work they, that and way. They did it for the right reasons. Oh, exactly. Once again, they did it mm-hmm. because of imagination, because they want to push the envelope, not because they're saying, "Well, you know, if we go green politically, we'll be on the right side." Oh, I know. And it'll make us money in Washington, and it'll make us money as a company. No, they didn't do it because of that. Well, they did it because it's interesting. I well, I also think morals had something to do with yeah. it. Walt decided. You know, our resources are limited. We can't just pollute our stuff. We got to do something about it so that our grandchildren and their grandchildren can live longer. And also, efficiency. Efficiency is saves so much money. Listen, and is anybody tired of holding onto the steering wheel and driving to work uh, every day? Yeah, we are. If, yes. <laughs> if you can set in an air conditioned climate and use wireless as you're moving along or talk on yeah. your phone or watch a movie or anything just to decompress or to compress as you're heading into work wouldn't you rather do that <laughs> everybody's commuting and what a rip off it is that you got to hold a steering wheel to get yourself there okay yep. sorry everybody. <laughs> I've gone into well the, uh, we could talk about that a lot but okay we're just gonna cut it off right there uh we feel that yes we could talk about this a lot it's we, a great dvd yes let's just say that and if you can yeah if you get a chance if you can find it online they are limited they are buy. limited they do have a limited collection but i'm sure disney but if you can will find it by it figure something out and yeah. you know if you even want me to play something over the phone <laughs> no i don't know i'll figure out a way to, <laughs> i'll figure out something if you're interested email us i'll see if i can find it on amazon or other places i found it at best buy i was fortunate it was in our town but anyway okay right. so hey. quick transition hard transition here off kilter just great band great music fun band you'll hear that right off the bat, uh, bat. they have a good bag time bagpipes it's S- quite fun bagpipes they do uh, when you heard him talk about the washboard they do several sets I walked past later mm-hmm. and heard them doing some different songs so it's not the same songs on every set all day long they have a blast and man they have a fairly large following there's always people uh, well before the show starts they're starting to sit down on the benches and get ready for the show Yeah. so get there and I'm telling you man it's a good time they're funny they joke around on stage. They just—you'll hear that. You'll mm-hmm. hear that in the music. So just sit okay. back. I may not play the whole set. We'll see what how long we go. But uh, yeah, enjoy what we have.
kind of day it's going to be. I've decided I get to wear this and play bagpipes. All right, thanks. Let me share. Now back to the show. Okay. I don't know what's going on either. Hey, here's a tune called The Leaving of Liverpool. Bring it. Oh, <laughs> 
Yes! Ooh! All right, we were carrying on with a song here off our uh, Celtic Armadillo CD. It's a song called Like You. It is, it is.
vote the Queen of Argyle.
right, so hopefully you enjoyed another musical excerpt. That's two from acts from uh, Epcot. Epcot. Yeah, definitely get there yeah. and check them out, everybody. We talked about it at that one show, all the extra it's entertainment. It's definitely well worth the time, I yeah. think, to go grab something to drink, a little snack or something to eat, take, sit down and watch the bands. Take a break, relax, enjoy the surrounding of the parks. Yep, so. I think it's a great time. Okay, well, next week uh, we were just talking. Uh, we're probably going to release another show before I get back because it's like the day I get back. Right. But, uh, so I think we're going to do Tiki Room under new management. Okay. I got some pretty good audio. We got some pictures and stuff like that from in there. And we'll so. probably talk about some other things too. We haven't figured that out yet. But that's all right because it's a good clip. And it's it even though it is a refurb and it's got some changes from the original, it's... I thought it was okay. Yeah. I think people give it too hard of a time. I, The music... What's, what were well, the in the old one was much more harmonious, mm-hmm. so melodic. Is that what I want to say? Sure. Where this is, you know, some people don't like the rudeness of well, the interruptions, but I think it's fine. Well, the Sherman Brothers wrote the original, and if you're a purist and you think that shouldn't be changed, go to Disneyland. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, they still do it there. Well, maybe they live in Florida, and they <laughs> well, that's true. But it's cheaper. And I live in but. Ohio, so I don't know. It's, I know it's tough. It's tough I don't, to get I'm, not, there. I'm just saying. Whatever. We're not here to debate. It's a good ride. We'll, yeah. uh, we'll yeah, talk more about it. So. It's fun. It's fun, everybody. Just go and enjoy it. and Don't give us such a hard time. So, Okay. Well, I'm still in the parks. Again, yeah. I feel like I said that He's losing, losing his voice because he's screaming at the mic. <laughs> so. Anyway. So uh, hopefully you, you have enjoyed this week's show. We do this for fun. It is always fun to cover Disney and anything that we cover here. It's that's we do this for fun anyway. So. Yeah, I listen. I'm having a good time with the music, so I hope everybody's enjoying that. You yeah, know, it was. Yeah, I, when I sat down to record these two bands, I couldn't wait to release the audio from yeah. them. And there's still more. I mean, I'd like to be able to get more audio from other bands mm-hmm. and more audio from this these bands. And so, listen. Yeah, if you want to hear more audio from these bands. Contact me and tell me, and then I'll have Adam go record them. That's a good point. And so if, if everybody says, hey, point. that was a great set, can you please get some more music for them? I urge you greatly to get a hold of me and tell me that, and I'll let Adam know. You so, know, for sure, do that with anything. If there's a detraction you haven't heard in a while or we didn't, haven't played it, for sure, I'd be more than willing to email you a link that just has the audio. We don't even need to right, have it in right. the you show. You don't have to sit down yet. and listen to us blab. So. Yeah. So anyway. seriously. Uh, and that goes for anybody. I don't care if you have a podcast and you want to help. You want to just say, hey, we need some audio. We don't have anything good. Yours was great. Whatever. Yeah. So, All right, everybody. All right. It's been fun. Yes. <laughs> Adam's in the parks melting. All right. Enjoy, everyone. Well, have a great one. Thanks for listening. Bye. See you. This podcast has been brought to you by theseamazingplaces.com. All rights reserved. This podcast may not be rebroadcast, edited, tweaked, stolen, pitch shifted, published, rewritten, redistributed, or otherwise changed for any reason without prior consent from theseamazingplaces.com. Unless, of course, you don't have an iPod to take with you and you need to burn a CD. After all, These Amazing Places is a 100% nonprofit podcast for anyone who wants to listen. Copyright 2008, 2009, and beyond. Bagpipes. Yeah, that's No. Maybe more like Scottish. Scottish. Same thing. No, they're not. Okay.